Hello and welcome to a special edition of News Explained. This is your host Kitanjali Devakar. In light of the rise in COVID-19 infections across the country, the Reserve Bank of India has introduced an array of provisions. What do these schemes imply for bankers and the individuals at large? Surabhi of Business Line tells us more. Hello, Surabhi. Thank you so much for joining us on our special edition of News Explained. Let's cut straight to the chase. The RBI has announced a whole array of provisions, especially related to COVID-19. Could you tell us briefly about these provisions? Hi, Gitanjali. Yes, it's been a very power-packed Wednesday morning for all of us. And I think there's going to be some amount of relief, especially for small borrowers and individual borrowers, because there's been so much of uncertainty due to the second wave of COVID, which has impacted everyone more badly than the first wave. So taking all this in cognizance, the Reserve Bank of India today came out with a set of new measures. Remember, last year too, it had come out with similar measures. So it's just tried to take this forward. First is the term liquidity facility of rupees 50,000 crore to ease access to emergency health services. So this is basically lending by banks for healthcare facility for COVID-19. The second is a special long-term repo operations for small finance banks. This is been done to support MSME borrowers. Then there's also a measure for credit flow to MSME entrepreneurs to incentivize inclusion of unbanked MSMEs into the banking system. This exemption to SCBs to allow them to deduct credit dispersed to new MSME borrowers has been extended till December 31, 2021. Then, of course, there's the big ticket announcement on the resolution framework 2.0 for COVID-related stressed assets of individuals, small businesses and MSMEs. There's also some steps for rationalization of compliance to KYC requirements. Banks have also been allowed to use their floating provisions to make specific provisions for NPAs. And lastly, there have been some measures announced for state governments. So it'll be the one aspect that sort of caught my eye was this whole concept of COVID loan and the COVID loan book. Could you tell us something about that? Yeah, that's actually a very interesting announcement by the RBI. And it just shows that, you know, they've had their ear to the ground as you speak of. So what they've done is that basically to boost the provision of immediate liquidity for COVID-related health infrastructure, this can be anything from vaccine manufacturing to importers and suppliers of vaccines, priority medical devices, any kind of health infrastructure which is needed for COVID. For this purpose, the RBI governor Shakti Kanta Das has announced an on-tap liquidity window of 50,000 crore with a tenor of up to three years and to incentivize banks to ensure quick delivery of the spread because this money is needed right now. We know how the hospital infrastructure is completely clogged up and the on-ground situation. So to incentivize banks, what has been done is that the priority sector classification for such lending has been extended up till March 31, 2022. And banks will also be able to deliver these loans to borrowers directly or through financial intermediaries regulated by the RBI. For this scheme, they can create a separate COVID loan book. And as an additional incentive this time, what the RBI has said is banks will be able to park this surplus liquidity up to the size of this COVID loan book with the RBI under the reverse repo window at a rate which is 25 basis points lower than the repo rate. 
Surabhi, for the benefit of our listeners, would you be able to explain the part regarding the repo rates, probably with an example? So basically, they'll earn a 40 basis points higher interest rate than the current reverse repo rate of 3.35%. Okay, so assuming that they've earned like 100 rupees. So what happens is that the current reverse repo rate is 3.35%. And under this scheme, banks would earn a higher interest rate of 40 basis points. So whatever money they parked in this window, they'll get 40 basis points higher interest on it than the current reverse repo rate. So this is an additional source of earning for the bank then. So 40 basis points, that would be 3.75%. Yes. So that is 100 plus 3.75%. Yes. All right. And we also saw a few provisions for small businesses and uh, they seem appealing, but are these provisions aimed at assuring them greater financial stability? What else are we expecting from these provisions? So yes, this will certainly give them a lot more financial stability because when you talk to banks and NDFCs, they say that loan collections in the first 15 days of April was still fine. But post that, it's anybody's guess because of you know the surging infection and localized lockdown. So they say that in May, it's obviously going to be impacted. And this is because of no fault of these small MSME borrowers and individual borrowers. It's obviously a function of the economy. There's a lockdown and they might be dealing with infections at home, then how are they supposed to go about their businesses? So this loan recast scheme is expected to help them in a big way. And that because there's been quite a bit of demand for it, even by lenders who generally want to help their borrowers and also they don't want to have additional stress on their books. Also, we must remember that the RBI has come out with specific components and they've not included corporates in it. Is there any reason why corporates were not included in these schemes? Yeah, because last time they didn't show too much of an interest. So when we look at it, roughly about two-thirds of the scheme was taken by retail and MSME borrowers and the rest of it was by corporates. In one of your previous reports, you also said that by and large, people wanted more flexible structures when it comes to their loans. So in this particular meeting with the RBI governor, were there any provisions mentioned on the flexible loan structures? In the restructuring 1.0, what had happened was that it was across any borrower which approached a bank, they had to do it. This time, what they've done is that they've come out with a specific set of measures. For instance, borrowers, that is individual and small businesses and MSMEs, who have an aggregate exposure of up to 25 crore and who are not aware of restructuring in the previous round and have standard accounts, that is, they've not got into default, the resolution framework 2.0 will be available for them. So this is not across-the-board thing which is available to any borrower. So you're saying this is meant for a specific group of people and not for anybody and everybody? Yeah, because some bankers have been saying that there is no point giving a restructuring scheme to a borrower who's already in default. But that could be very interesting because we're in the second wave of the pandemic and we're still recovering from the first wave. Wouldn't this flexible loan structure sort of be a dicey game to play? No, the RBI has come out with guidelines now. So banks will have to follow on these guidelines. They've given two types of schemes. So the first one is what we spoke about. And the second one is where borrowers have taken restructuring under the first scheme. But the resolution plan permitted a moratorium of less than two years. So lending institutions can use this to modify the plans to such a way that they can increase the moratorium to up to 10 or 2 years. Surabhi, thank you so much for joining us on News Explained. Thank you. Stay tuned for more podcasts. You may subscribe to our Spotify channel, Business Line Podcast, and follow us on Google Podcasts, 
as well as our website www.thehindubusinessline.com.